This week, we're talking about our top five travel destinations of the year that was 2020 and quite a year it was. And we have some last minute holiday gift recommendations for those of you that have waited too long to get stuff shipped. (laughs) This is the RV Miles Podcast. RV Miles is brought to you by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation, and you can help them support the parks by shopping their limited edition National Park Collection. Every time you purchase products from the National Park Collection, which includes totes, shirts, hats, patches, and more, you're helping to protect, restore, and improve parks throughout the U.S. Search National Park Collection at LLBean.com and be an outsider with L.L. Bean. Welcome to episode 175 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. Take two. <laughs> I uh, This is our second time recording yes, the, these, this first third of the podcast because <laughs> I didn't press record on the audio <laughs> recorder the first time. And... Y'all are not getting the best <laughs> version of this. I just want you to know there's no way we could recreate that magic. <laughs> Sometimes it's better the second time. <laughs> Maybe. We'll be better at condensing <laughs> the information this second time around. I wish I could say this is the first time in the three years we've been doing this that we have run through a whole segment of this show and then realized we weren't recording it, but it's not, it's common. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, we are looking forward to getting back on the road. We're going to be getting back on the road in, oh, just a little bit over a week from when we're recording this right now. Yes. And uh, we've got a lot to do beforehand. So much (laughs) to do. In fact, y'all, we are getting solar we are. Ah! The trailer is in storage and we're picking it back up the day after Christmas. And then we've got three days to do whatever we need to do to get it going. And we got a lot to do because we bought a solar system. It was actually a Christmas gift and it's going to be arriving on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so I, I've got a very short amount of time to install it on the roof. And that time is going to be hindered a little bit by the fact that I severely injured my arm the other day. Yes, Mr. <laughs> Upperson, tell everyone how we took another trip in 2020 to the ER. Jason really loves ERs, you guys. Once. This is my first trip to an ER for me this year, okay? The other one yeah. was for our son. True. <laughs> I just feel like after 2019's trip to the ER that you used up at least 10 years okay. worth of ER That's trips. Fair enough. So... Yes, we went to the ER. Uh, Abby, Abby's parents have some carpeted (laughs) stairs and I was wearing my wool socks and it was two in the morning and I slipped and I didn't fall completely, but I caught myself with a stiff arm 
<laughs> trying to, you know, catch myself from, from falling. I actually had my vitamins in my fist. So oh I was like going downstairs to get a glass of water to take my nighttime vitamins at Save two o'clock the in the morning. And Save I had them the in my fist and I sort of stiffed arm and caught myself with my fist on the ground and had a shooting pain going up into my shoulder, almost like, you know, getting your funny bone hit or something like that. And it's two o'clock in the morning. I hear this random noise that kind of wakes me up. I hear my mom. She comes out because she hears everything. So she's out there. I hear her talking to Jason and I just kind of lull back into sleep because I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And then he comes to bed and he says to me, I hurt my arm. And now I let me preface this by saying that, you know, often Jason comes to bed late two or three o'clock in the morning. And often it always wakes me up. Not that he does it on purpose, but he does. And, you know, I get lulled out of slumber at two, three in the morning. And I, I mean, I'm nice, but I'm not like sympathetic to many things. And he <laughs> quit trying to act like you're any different in the middle of the day. <laughs> Touche, Mr. Jefferson. Uh, so he says, I hurt my arm. And I think my response was like, oh, my God, I'm sure you'll be fine in the morning. And I just rolled over and went back to sleep because I had an 8 a.m. dentist appointment. So I was not here for conversation. I wake up, I go to my appointment, I come home. He's sitting there in the living room with my mom. I'm home for about a minute. And he says, I need you to take me to the ER. And I just was like, oh, no, we are not doing this again. I couldn't move it. it, it I really thought it was broken somewhere because I, I couldn't move it without an excruciating sharp pain. So we go to the ER and they do a bunch of x-rays, which were a whole lot of fun to put my arm in all kinds of crazy <laughs> oh, positions. So uh, but it turned out nothing was broken and I strained a tendon or put a tendon out of place or something like that. Yeah. And as much as you hate to hear someone say in the time of the COVID, I need to go to the ER. There was no second thought about it. You're in pain. You're hurting. All right, get in the truck. We're going. And we're not you. Cause he even said to me, oh, well, maybe I should just wait it out and see how I feel later on in the afternoon. And I said, absolutely not. Get into the truck. We're not going to allow you to just walk around all day in this kind of pain. You can't even move. Well, so. I'm the kind of guy that will work through the pain for a few days before saying something. Well, he came home from the <laughs> ER and they had given him a hydrocodone for the pain. He comes home and he's like, where's my laptop? I need to get back to work. <laughs> I said, sit down and take a nap. Will you please? You're going to end up writing or posting something wackadoodle on this hydrocodone that I'm going to have to try and walk back later. So just take a nap. So now here we are getting ready to, we have so much stuff to, to integrate back into the trailer and, and to get the solar on. And poor Jason is doing that at like 50% arm capacity. I, I cannot lift my, my right arm <sighs> really still without a heck of a lot of pain. So I can so, use it. I just can't lift it. So we'll see if I can get four solar panels installed on the roof of our trailer with a hurt arm over the course of the three days that I have to do it. <laughs> we are the modern day Will Shakespeare <sighs> comedy of errors. So that's kind of what's been going on with us. We have a little bit of news. Let's just skim right through it because we can send you all over to YouTube to find out more about this. But I think it is worth mentioning that, wait for it, Camping World, take a breath, has made a new announcement. Camping World is going to be partnering with Lordstown Motors, who is a electric truck manufacturer that's trying to be the first truck manufacturer to get an electric truck to the market. They are actually a, a commercial fleet manufacturer, but they're probably going to be offering them for 
personal use as well. They've made this crazy, strange alliance with Camping World to utilize Camping World as their service centers across the country. So Camping World, who's got 170 dealerships, the nation's largest RV dealership, uh, and RV dealerships, as we all know, are known for their prompt and timely service <laughs> and their <laughs> their service bays that aren't packed up for months. I'm uh, sorry. Did I just <laughs> laugh? I apologize. I, I apologize. They're going to be servicing Lordstown Trucks at at these facilities. They're going to be training uh, technicians at Camping Worlds across the country to service Lordstown Trucks. They're going to be doing collision and all that sort of stuff. Now, the Lordstown Truck platform, it's very, very simple. It is. A, it's like a skateboard and there's a motor in each wheel. So hopefully they can, they can manage it. But... The, the idea here, it seems so strange because there's already this issue of getting service done in the RV industry. There are so many RVs being sold right now and Camping World. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all we need to say. If you want, if you want to see the full discussion, because they did do uh, a live stream of this press announcement, which nobody got any notice on, or at least we didn't. I shouldn't say nobody. I mean, well, there I, were reporters there. So, yeah. So clearly <laughs> some people did. We just didn't get a press release on it, but we were alerted to it right before it happened. So Jason went and watched this thing, but it all just seemed like really kind of quickly sort of thrown together and in, in the way it was presented. And, you know, I don't think that bodes well for people's confidence about how they're going to do this. But the flip side could be that if they take on more responsibility in their service department, that they will be forced to improve their service department. They will be forced to up their game. So we will link to this. She says with a straight face. I know. Well, I, you know, I didn't spend $50,000 to be an actor for nothing. There's a lot more that goes into this. And the reasoning behind this is really a lot about the future of electric vehicles, of electric RVs, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can check that out and, and, and learn more about that in the video that we did. We'll link to it in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 175. But the reason why I'm shuffling us along is because I want us to get to the real hard-hitting journalism of this week in the RV Miles Network. And that would be that we finally went and tested that KFC fire log. We lit that baby up. We opened it up. We did not smell 11 herbs and spices. We smelled something nowhere near 11 herbs and spices. It, it smells nothing like nothing. No, nothing like KFC. (laughs) Words like pet store, hamster, gerbil, and the worst were used in this video. And there is going to be a link to it in the show notes. You can go watch it because I think you really just kind of have to see it for yourself. We could go and talk about this, but you just you have to see our initial reaction when we open it up because it really does kind of, I think, just say it all. So that was our big piece of journalistic news. We, we bought that log <laughs> about five weeks ago and it's been rolling around in the back of our truck ever since. It and has seen a few states. So <laughs> I was really glad to burn baby burn that thing and be done with it. It's a fun gag gift. It's on our 2020 holiday gift guide under kind of like white elephant silly gifts to give. And it is a silly gift and you could still Absolutely. somebody would still get a kick out of 
Yes. The idea. They're just not going to enjoy the use of it. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, and speaking of holiday gifts, so this is our last episode where we're going to talk a little bit about our holiday gift guide. And we thought that today we would focus on last minute gift ideas. So those are subscriptions, things you don't have to have shipped things you don't have to go and physically find in a store, things you can get online that you get immediate delivery gratification from. Yeah, because this isn't like last year. Shipping no. is over for Christmas yeah, now. Listen, we don't do anything <laughs> ahead of time. I had to go to UPS yesterday and ship something. It had to be shipped. I left UPS feeling dirty because of the amount of money I had to spend there. So, uh, don't ship if you don't have to these last minute gifts. And the first two we want to talk about are magazines, two magazines that we really, really love. Whether you read them front to back or back to front, you will always enjoy these two magazines. And what are they, sir? I'll let you go and talk. About the them. first one is Rootless Living, which is ran by Damien Ross, who was on the show several months back. And it is a fantastic, really beautifully done magazine about nomadic living. It's not really about RVing and about, you know, full-time RVing, though there is some of that content in there, but mainly it's about living and working from anywhere in the world. And uh, it's a great concept and we really love it. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful layout. I would absolutely recommend if you can for the individual you're gifting these to, to buy them in print form first. Before digital. Digital well, is included too. Digital is included too. But the print form of both of these, while digital is just as spectacular, there is something really special, I think, about holding these two particular magazines we're going to talk about because they're just, they're laid out so well and the quality is so exceptional. So Rootless Living is one. The next one is Girl Camper, which is also run by our friend Janine Pettit. And she has the Girl Camper podcast that you should also check out. And Girl Camper is. Another beautifully done magazine. It is mainly about RVing and other forms of camping. And it, you know, it's done with this sort of overarching theme of empowering women, right? But it's it's really for everybody. Um, the, and the articles are not about generally being a woman and camping, um, though there's a little bit of that, and that's good. We have written for the magazine. We wrote for their fall edition. I know that Mark and Julie from RV Love have written as well. So again, Girl Camper, just like Rootless Living, does a really, really good job of empowering individuals to pursue their dreams, but also creating a really, really inclusive space. It's really the best legitimate RV magazine out there right now. One of the only RV magazines out there right now. That doesn't require a subscription. You know, like FMCA has their magazine, but you need to be a member of FMCA. You know, we used to have Trailer Life and Motorhome. Well, those are going away and they're becoming RV. We have no idea what that's going to look like yet. So Girl Camper is just kind of filling that need right now for an RV-based magazine. And Rootless Living has really picked up where no one was doing anything. And that is celebrating the, the digital life, the digital nomad life, the, the rootless life. So these are two really, really great magazine subscriptions. If you don't want to go the magazine route, we have four others 
that we have talked about extensively, so we're not going to go too much into them. For the road trip lover in your life, we absolutely recommend Road Trippers Plus. We've talked about Road Trippers several times. We use it ourselves. For the RV enthusiast and RV owner in your life, Togo RV Plus subscription is fantastic. It's an all-in-one place. We talked last week about how they're going to be rolling out GPS. And with the Togo RV Plus, Road Trippers is also included. Yeah, so if somebody's an RVer, you want to get them that version. If somebody is more of a road trip traveler, just get them the Road Trippers version. Two more camping-based ones that we've talked about in the past and we really like is Boondockers Welcome, and that's about $50 for a one-year subscription, and also Harvest Hosts, which we've had Joel on in the past. And I will say about Harvest Hosts, they have a sale going on right now, 20% off, and that's happening till the end of the year. And they only do that 20% off once a year, and they do it around the holidays. So if you've been thinking about it or you want to gift it, this is a great time to do it because they've got 20% off that they're offering. All of these four subscriptions we just mentioned, we do work with and we do have a discount code for. We do get a small kickback from those. It costs nothing to you and we wouldn't recommend them just because of a kickback. These are things that we love, that we have used ourselves and we would recommend them 100% regardless of our affiliation. So just want to lay that out there because it's important to know. Since we mentioned it, I want to go ahead and throw in an FMCA membership would be a, also a great holiday gift. If somebody yep. isn't an isn't already a member, that's it's something that's a little bit more personal uh, because if they're already a member, there's you know no reason you'd spend that money on it. But it yeah, is yeah, and that kicks up to a different price range too. Yeah. Um, I think it's eighty five for the year. We have a ten dollar off coupon, so it'll knock it down to seventy five for the year. But that's going to include membership into FMCA and their magazine. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. We will link to all of this at rvmiles.com slash 175. And you can grab um, information and learn more about these and gift them out so that you don't have to feel dirty going to UPS. Let's take a breather. And we're going to talk about our five top camping destinations for 2020. We're going to have the answer to last week's brain teaser as well when we come back. Be right back. Fall is here, so it's time to start thinking about prepping for the winter off-season. Whether you own an RV, a travel trailer, or a camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. RV Miles listeners can receive free shipping, plus an extra 15% off their entire order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash RVMiles or use promo code RVMiles at checkout. EmpireCovers.com. Protect what you love. Outdoor enthusiasts of all stripes will enjoy Pelican gear on their adventures. Hard-sided Pelican Elite coolers are all made in America and are available in a wide number of sizes. Get a 20-quart for short day trips, a 50-quart for week-long adventures, or a wheeled 45 quart to keep the fun rolling along. Pelican backs all their hard-sided coolers with a lifetime warranty, too. RV Miles listeners can get a free DayVenture tumbler when they visit EliteCooler.com slash RVMiles and spend over $100. It is time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. 
what word starts with E and ends with E and only has one letter in it? A lot of you answered I, E-Y-E-I, which is not correct because that has three letters in it. There's one letter in the middle. But if you listen to the wording, that only has one letter in it. The answer was an envelope because envelopes carry letters. Now, there could be more than one letter in an envelope or no letters in <laughs> or an no envelope. Letters. So could don't, just be a check. don't read too much into this. That's right. I like envelopes that come with checks. <laughs> we'll have a new brain teaser later on in the show. But now it is time to talk about our top travel destinations, as we do every year for 2020. This was a strange year and it had us stationary in a lot of places a lot longer than we normally have been in years past. Yeah, normally we can have 10 that we could <laughs> rattle off in a, a, you know, a one season, a one year mm-hmm. of camping. And this year we have five. And I actually don't mind that. No. And I think that that's important that, you know, yeah. for us and how we wanted to travel this year, it needed to look different than 2019. And 2021 is certainly going to look different than 2020, although what that means, I don't know yet. <laughs> we but, also ended up staying at a lot more private campgrounds than we have yeah. in the past as well, which was interesting for us because we generally spend a lot of time at state parks and federal parks. That's a really crazy, crazy year. So let's kick off with, I think, probably for us was our most obvious one that we loved in 2020. And that was our stay in the Mancos Durango area. We did six weeks at Echo Basin Campground. And I still, six, seven months later, still, I'm like, oh man, I really am ready to go back there. Yeah, it was Echo Basin and Mancos were just removed enough from Durango to not be in all the craziness of that. Mm-hmm. It was much more rural. We're right back up against the National Forest and we're able to take some long walks and hikes and just drive up into the National Forest, but still 20 minutes away from Durango and 20 minutes away from Mesa Verde National Park. Yeah, where we did one of our favorite hikes of 2020, and that was the Petroglyph Trail. That was really the first time I feel like our family has been able to do a hike that really showed us as parents that we don't have quite so little ones yeah. anymore. Yeah, so it was a little bittersweet. Rock scrambles and stuff like that. It's it was gorgeous. great. So, you know, highlights again, being close to Durango, million dollar highway, Mesa Verde, the National Forest, a great bakery in Mancos, great beer in Colorado, great breweries in Durango like Ska. It was just six weeks of being able to really stay put and then be deliberate about when we went out to explore because we didn't have to feel like our time was so limited. So that was number one. I will go ahead and say this now. I was going to go through and say, oh, we talked about this on episode blah, blah. I never got around to doing that. So if you want to hear more about these wonderful places, I will put the episode that we talked about them in length in the show notes, rvmiles.com 175. And then you can go and listen as you dream and plan your own vacations for the next few years. We actually did three episodes on our next destination. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which is Yellowstone National Park. We were so fortunate to be in Yellowstone When we were, crowds were low for some reason, even though they had two record months when we were there. We were there for an extended period of time, and we got to camp very close to the park and then go a little bit further apart and be away and still be within driving distance of it 
we did almost three weeks, yeah. I think, in the area. Our oldest became a teenager while we were at Yellowstone. I welcomed more of my 40s in while we were <laughs> at Yellowstone. We were really able to take our time and explore the area. And it was a really, really magical place for us because for so many personal reasons. And as one who had kind of poo-pooed going to Yellowstone for the last three years because I didn't want to go because I thought it's never going to live up to the hype. Oh, it lived up to the hype and then some. I I can't get us back there fast we're enough. We're not big crowd people either. No. And I think we were nervous about, especially during a pandemic, crowds and stuff yes. like that. And Yellowstone, I guess it's, it's a place where you really don't know what you're getting until you're there. Yeah. The only time I want to ever deal with a crowd is when I have a magic band on my wrist <laughs> and a dining plan in my pocket. And a Peter Pan fast pass <laughs> at Magic Kingdom. That is about the only time I am willing to put up with soul-crushing crowds. Even then, we we choose the times of the year to yeah. go to Disney World when the crowds are the absolute yeah. lowest. Look, that crowd level calendar, wherever, I don't know if it's on allears.net or something, that, that thing's like... That thing is golden. Some of the best things about Yellowstone for us were the town of West Yellowstone. We really loved that town and the little amenities that it had to offer. And especially being able to stay at the Buffalo Crossing RV Park, which it's sort of a no frills park, but it's right at the entrance to Mm -hmm. Yellowstone. And you could walk and more importantly, I think for us is you could walk into town, into West Yellowstone and walk around and, you know, get get a, a, a bagel or a coffee or whatever. Stone, go to, yeah. you know, we love gateway towns and West Yellowstone is a beautiful, beautiful gateway town. So Yellowstone National Park, number two on our list for 2020. The third one goes to Angostura State Park in Hot Springs, South Dakota. Now you might remember that we did kind of complain a little bit about Angostura in a very friendly way, nothing like life shattering, But I put it on the list because we had two weeks there where sometimes we were the only campers in the entire campground. Yeah, our only complaints were about not being informed of a couple things. But it 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 was we've been there before in the past, so we we were excited to go back because we really liked it. It's just a place for us to sort of get away and relax. Both times. We also went to Custer State Park, which is a wonderful place. It's not even on our list this time because we just the downtime of being at Angostura is so nice. And, yeah, and, and we stayed in the Cheyenne Loop, which I don't think is the most popular loop, but it sits up on a ridge. And so we just got these spectacular sunsets, mm-hmm. you know, and we were there in October. So the colors are changing. It's beautiful. We had for a while, we did a full hookup site that was only $24 a night. I mean, you can't beat that for full hookups. The playground wasn't far and there was no one there. The kids had, you know, open free range of the playground. After the busyness of Custer and trying to navigate that and also of Yellowstone, because we were coming off of Yellowstone as well, to have two weeks where it was just us and we had some friends join us for a week and, and celebrated a birthday and that quietness of just the two families there together with nobody else around. That just, it was so special, especially because we're losing that family to Hawaii. We're very, very happy for them, but it's going to be a bit before we see them again. So 
to have had that time with them was was just great. And I couldn't not put it on the list. The next one is Lake Fork Campground of the Curaconte National Recreation Area. Again, no frills. This was dry camping, but it's it, actually on pavement. It was almost yeah. like being in a Walmart parking lot that is striped for campsites. Right. And, but what worked for <laughs> us this year, at least for 2020, I think it would not work at a different time, was because of COVID-19 and to make sure that we all stayed safe, they were closing off every other spot. So what this setup was for dry camping was essentially two parking spots right next to each other. Then there would be a median and then two more camping spots. So what you were getting were both of those spots because the one next to you was closed off. Then there's the median and then there'd be a camper. That was awesome because it allowed us all of this space to stretch out on this beautiful lake and in this and to be back, you know, again in a federal campground. It was our first time in a federal campground for all of 2020. And so that just felt really good to our soul. And then we went and did probably the hike of 2020. Yeah, it was called the Curaconte Creek Trail and it's uh it was an 800 foot drop into a canyon with a with a big lake at the bottom all by ourselves. There are a few people on the trail, but we were able to swim in this lake that had these giant canyon walls surrounding it on all sides. And it was little waterfalls and stream all the way down. Oh, it was so wonderful. Awesome. It was wonderful. And you know, Jason, it was the water was cold, but Jason, he goes and he swims way out there to where it forks. And we didn't get to see it. He went out, but you know, he, I remember you just being like, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like you could turn, you turn your head around a corner and you're, you're treading water, but your, your voice <laughs> is echoing down a Canyon. And it was, you know, so one of those swims where there's nowhere to put your feet down. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you had to get out there and have the energy to get back. But uh, I was able to go over to a wall and, and climb up on a ledge a little bit and jump, jump right into the water. In. It, it was it was so special. And and uh, it was so deep that when you jumped, you still didn't hit bottom. Oh, right? No, no, oh, no. you I, were. That was it. You, you, and it was very clear. So you could see the bottom. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, that whole area was nice. It, it's, it's a dammed area. And the, the campground itself was on a, a big body of water where you can boat on and all that sort of stuff or go down and fish or there's a swimming beach and, and all that sort of stuff. It, it, just another great Colorado experience. We had this summer, as you'll see that I think three of our places on this list are Colorado, this one, Mancos, and the last one, which I guess we can move on to now, which is Great Sand Dunes National Park. Yeah, that was our answer to White Sands this year. Our kids have been asking to go back to White Sands National Park since we were there two years ago. 2018 was the last time we were there. So we went over to Great Sand Dunes. And I was, you know, I was like, okay, Great Sand Dunes, this is going to be really cool. Eating my words. So much cooler than I thought it was going to be. You know, again, this is that national park thing that always happens. You think it's going to be amazing. And then you have no idea till you see it. And you go, holy moly, because this comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it's I, not it's not a park that you have to spend a lot of time. But you could this is one that we don't usually recommend that you stop and spend an afternoon in a national park. That no. Usually you need some more time. But this is one that you could do that with. 
But uh, maybe I think you, you get need... you get enough out of it, but you. I think you want more time for sure. You need to stay for the sunset. Yes. That's the thing. You need at least one night so you can catch the sunset. And if you cannot fit into the National Parks campground, which really, if you are 25 feet or more, you can't. It's very, very small. You need to (laughs) go over to Great Sand Dunes Oasis, which is a private campground right outside the park. It's where we stayed. Again, no frills. Very similar to what you're going to find over at Buffalo Crossing in Yellowstone. What you are going to get, though, is some of the most spectacular sunsets. I, I was just I, blown it, we, away. We literally set up our chairs like it was showtime every yep. single night and yep. just enjoyed the sunsets. And they were all so different with like the clouds sweeping across the sky and, you know, big shafts of light hitting these, these sand dunes and, and moving across them. It was just stellar. And then after the sun's down. Some of the best night skies oh. we've ever seen. You know, and this was a campground that was during a leg of travel where we were with our friends and our friends had found this campground. We had done zero work on this. I was literally told I have this campground and then I went and booked it. I had no idea what to expect. And often that's what happened. I'm so thankful for our friends because, you know, I'm not a planner. And I didn't even think to look at this campground. I would have been like, oh, if there's not a national park campground, okay, well, we're it's a one and done. We're moving on. This campground, I mean, there's no frills to it, you guys. There's nothing. Okay, it's full hookups, about $40 a night. But that sunset, I'll never, I'll never get over that. And, and then we moved down the road just a little bit. 15 miles, I think. To do some boondocking. Still close to the park. Plenty of boondocking areas near the national park and it was some of the best boondocking we've ever done the milky way i you know with the naked eye you oh. could see the milky way it was gorgeous and you get to finally have that shot you know that everyone has of like their rig and it's like and you know you're looking up at the rig and above the rig is like the streak of the milky way i mean that's what this boondocking site was and it was hot as hades because it was july and it was dusty and there were dust devils popping up all over the place and it was windy and I loved every single minute of it because it was just nitty-gritty camping and I only lasted for two I think we did three days and then I was like okay it's time to move on. <laughs> like three days is my limit it was super hot we've decided that boondocking in 2021 will not be happening in places where temperatures are over 90 degrees. <laughs> well, that's that's part of the thing with the solar, too. So we, you know, if you've been listening, you know that we had our generator stolen from us. And we specifically bought that Predator 3500 generator that a lot of people get because it is just enough to really run a, an air conditioner, a single air conditioner. And it and it did. It ran it, it okay. But we didn't like running it. Yeah. I mean, that's the trade-off. Like, we don't want to run the generator Unless we really, really have to, and, like, you know, yeah, we would we would do it for maybe two hours in the really heat heat of the day. Oh yeah, I mean, listen, nobody was out hanging out partying when it's like ninety five degrees. Yeah. I mean, our kids were, we were, we had, you know, we were with our friends, and we had made this little, you know, circular area where we had kind of taken over. But you know, no one around us was like, you know, enjoying the peaceful sweltering, you know, July Colorado heat. So I didn't necessarily feel so bad about running it during the day. Well, people around us were running louder generators, so that wasn't a problem. (laughs) It was just a generator party. Just in general, like we, we thought we needed a generator to, to run our air conditioner. And now we kind of feel like we don't care so much about that. We'd rather just 
deal with the heat when we have to and try not to camp in those situations. And we're going to get a solar system that will take care of our basic electric needs. And we're yeah. not getting a new generator. No, 2021 for us is going to be the year of no generator. We're going to see if we can do this. We have never boondocked without a generator. I mean, we have boondocked and not had to run it, but we've never not had it as a backup. So 2021, that's our challenge to us uh, this year is to not replace that generator. So that said, that's 2020. That was the five campgrounds five moments that left a real heavy impact on us yeah and uh let's hope that 2021 is filled with a whole lot more maybe next year we'll have six (laughs) goals six that were great this in 2021 all right we're gonna take a break and come back with our fresh tank black tank segment and the new brain teaser When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention all of that is included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. It is time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week? So my black tank is a little bit more of a gray tank, but I'm gray tanking Costco. So we often have talked about personally, and we hear a lot of people ask questions about getting these memberships, Sam's Club, Costco. Is it worth it to get a membership like this and to have out on the road? And we have always gone back and forth on whether or not we wanted to do that. We were members for many years in Chicago. And so when we come to visit family, they all have Costco memberships. And so, you know, we take advantage of that and we go check out Costco. So I went and did some shopping, some grocery shopping over at Costco just recently and was shocked by how not a good deal Costco is anymore. You know, one of the things about having these memberships is that you're supposed to pay prices that you know, you wouldn't get that kind of a discount somewhere else because you're buying everything in bulk, right? No, no, like that's not the case anymore. And you know, case in point, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at like organic pasta, okay? And, you know, you get a six pack of it and it's gonna, it's gonna track out at around, I think it was like a dollar eighty or something per bag. You guys, I can go to Aldi, I can go to Walmart, and I can get organic pasta for $1.20, $1.30, and I don't have to bring six home. So I'm sitting there, as, again, with milk. Now, this could all be very regional, but I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the cost of milk. I'm looking at the cost of eggs, of fruit, and I'm comparing it to what I know from shopping at Walmart, shopping at Aldi, shopping at Price Chopper or Hy-Vee or, you know, Jewel Osco, whatever. And I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed because I know that does what I paid for this membership end up balancing it out. I can't say it does anymore. You know, I I was when I was looking at solar panels, I was looking at Costco's and they're selling 100 watt panels for $99 each. Um, So about a dollar a watt. And that's really not the greatest price anymore. Usually you can get solar panels for about 80 cents a watt right now. And uh, 
I, I sort of was having the same experience looking online. And that's not to say there's something wrong with Costco. It's no, just you're paying not. this membership fee. So why not? Why don't they just open the doors and let everybody in and you can make decisions on your own yeah, instead of having to pay a membership fee? Listen, we've had many a dinner thanks to Costco, both <laughs> in their cafeteria area. <laughs> Like, Look, those hot dogs. They're, they're not saying. letting you do that anymore. You used no. to be able to go and and go to the cafeteria area, even not being a member. Nope. Now you can't do that. So even with not being a member, every now and then we'd stop the, the RV in a Costco parking lot. And we'd go get that fifty <laughs> hot dog and soda meal. Yes. Now, also, <laughs> let me say this, too. Costco's bakery, Costco's offering of, you know, just unique to find items like you. I feel like I'm in a giant Trader Joe's when I walk in there. It gets really, really overwhelming. I mean, I could have come home yesterday with meat and cheese trays that would have blown your mind. I did come home with four things of their danishes because they were buy one, get one free. (laughs) So I was like, well, (laughs) let's just go ahead and put all these in the cart. You know, there are things at Costco that are unique to Costco. So in some respects, the membership is worth it just for those things. But if you go into it thinking this is really going to help my budget, I don't believe that to be true anymore. A lot of people do it for the gas, which if, if you're near Absolutely. one, the, ga- the gas prices are always very good. And I think they still have one of the best meat selections of anybody if you're looking for like a like a roast or something like larger. Okay. Can I make, we're going to move on from this, but let me say one more thing. So I was looking at their organic ground beef. It wraps out to being about four ninety eight a pound. And I think it's 93.7, which is, is pretty good. Okay. Uh, that was about the one thing where I thought, okay, this is, this is definitely somewhere tracking somewhere 30 to 40 cents cheaper than I've seen organic ground beef at 93.7. Yeah. So I, I will give them that. And, and obviously and you, their rotisserie chickens can't be beat. Okay? Right. Like, and you can't get the, some of the stuff, the, the racks of ribs, the yeah. the standing rib roast, all that sort of stuff is very, very hard to find at a lot of grocery stores nowadays. And, and But unless you it. are carrying an extra freezer with you as an RVer, unless you have a <laughs> residential freezer, I mean, you know, for us, again, I couldn't buy all that meat in bulk the way I wanted to buy it because... It's going to take up so much space in my freezer. I will not have space for anything else. Um, Anyway, that's my gray tank. What is in your fresh tank this week? So my fresh tank is going to TikTok. Y'all, RV Miles is now on TikTok. It has happened. And that's not why I'm fresh taking it, though. This is why I'm fresh tanking it. So TikTok actually reached out to us and asked us if we were interested in joining something called their uh, creative learning program. And TikTok is really, this is why they're getting my fresh tank, regardless if we had joined this program or not. They are really trying to make an effort, a strong, strong effort. They have allocated money for this to create a platform that isn't just about dance moves and zestiness that you don't want your kids to see. They really want to create, (laughs) they really want to create a learning platform. They're trying to create something that's going to outlive itself. TikTok has been kind of dancing on the lines of being a flash in the pan, right? Like no one, you know, at least in the RV sphere is really getting on it because we have Instagram, you know, we have Facebook, we have YouTube. 
Well, TikTok is really trying to change that and become a platform where you can go to learn about things, the similar in the way that you do with Facebook Watch, the way you do Instagram Stories or Pinterest. So this is why they get my fresh tank, because I'm really excited to see they're reaching out to educators in all types of science and art, DIY, travel, and to build a platform where people are inspired and motivated and and can come and learn. So over the next six weeks, RV Miles will have at least 40 ticking and talkings <laughs> on TikTok. So if you're on there and you want to come watch and see what we're going to do and what we're going to put together. Yeah, there's nothing there yet. There's nothing there yet. <laughs> but I did just create the account. I mean, you know, God bless TikTok. They were like, oh, y'all don't even have an account. Like, can we get you to come over to the platform? They're giving us resources too. So they're not just throwing us out into the wolves and saying, just go make some TikToks and we want you to be inspiring. They're giving us a platform to, you know, have tools and resources to make quality, informative, short little videos for people. So I just think that's really cool. I think anytime a social media platform as big as TikTok is, reimagines themselves in a way that's actually for the good of humanity, I'm on board with it. And I said, yeah, I'll, you know what? I, I Clearly, I got nothing to do. I, I'm only doing 5 million other things. But yeah, I'll make 40 TikToks in six weeks. Sure, why not? All right. All right. <laughs> what is on your black tank this week? Uh, my black tank, <laughs> you know, we own a, a Ram 2500. That's the truck we drive. Is it? And uh, I... <laughs> An article came across my Facebook feed the other day that sort of threw me for a loop that Ram 2500 owners on average have twice as many DUIs (laughs) as all other vehicles. So not Uh, a club that I'm happy to, you know, not that I'm in the DUI club, but not a club of Ram owners that I'm happy to be in. Also, somebody commented on, I I shared that in the group and somebody commented like, you know, we have a Ram 2500 too. And how sad is that? That it's a, it's it's a heavy duty truck. truck. You're talking about heavy duty trucks have twice as many DUIs as other vehicles. These are trucks that, are heavy and can do a lot of damage. It's re- that's really, really that's scary, a, sad, and frightening. It's not a club we want to be in. No. So get it together. But, Ram 2500 <laughs> truck owners. Yeah. Call an Uber. Come on now. All right. <laughs> PSA for the week. <laughs> What's on your fresh tank? <laughs> My fresh tank sort of goes back to what we talked about last week. Uh, we oh. talked a little bit about... <laughs> so- Sorry, I just, I almost, I must be a Ram truck owner. I just literally slipped and looked. If you're watching this video, I looked like I was drunk there for a minute. All right, please, sir, continue. I, I, we talked last week a little bit about how Thor Industries has a $9 billion backlog in unfulfilled orders. And a lot of the other RV manufacturers have major backlogs as well. There are a lot of RVs that have not been built yet. This has been a really busy year for RV sales. So there's been a lot of speculation on social media about the fact that they're whipping these RVs out faster than ever before right now. So now might not be the time to buy because they're not going to be very good. They're not paying attention to the quality and all that sort of stuff. 
So with that in mind, I read some really interesting reporting from our friend Tony Barthel, who is uh, the, the Stressless Camping podcast, along with his wife, Peggy. He wrote an article over at rvtravel.com that was kind enough to quote uh, my video on the Thor Industries backlog. But he went a lot further and got a lot of quotes from uh, from dealers and other people in the industry. And some of the dealers that he was talking to were saying that they're very pleasantly surprised with the exceedingly good quality of the units that are being sold right now. And if you think about it, there's good reason. This backlog is not necessarily because so many units have been sold. That's a major part of it. But those units were already on dealer lots for the most part, right? So the manufacturers are trying to catch up. The reason they can't is because there are backlogs on parts, parts coming from across the world, parts coming from China that that couldn't get on a ship. Even, you know, you're buying an air conditioner and there's a part inside the air conditioner that came from another country. So the manufacturers, because they've had these parts backlogs, actually can't build as fast as they'd like to right now. So what you're saying is that they have a lot of time on their hands to actually do the job right. That's that's what Tony's reporting says that dealers are saying that they're they're because dealers we we complain about dealers a lot, but dealers want the units to come from the manufacturer in good condition. They don't want to have to do work to them. They don't want their customers to be unhappy. So dealers really do drive this more than anybody. And dealers are saying, at least the ones that, that Tony talked to, that they're happy with the condition that the units are coming in. And right now, because, because they're not getting them in very fast, and they're, they're taking their time to do it. So now when we had said, oh, maybe so, so glad we didn't buy this year. Now we're getting slapped in the face and I'm like, wow, maybe well, we should have bought this year. Prices are still <laughs> terrible this year. <laughs> That's true. That said, if you already own an RV, you're selling your RV to trade in or whatever you're going to get the benefit of high prices as well. So that's kind of a wash for somebody that owns one is selling it off and and then is buying. So you're getting a better price for the one you're selling. But if you're buying and you don't already own an RV, this is not, not going to be a good year for you price wise. So that's my fresh tank. That's the fact that quality from this year is not going to be hopefully that bad quality over quantity, maybe this year. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser. What English word retains the same pronunciation even after you take away four of its five letters? I picked So you're left with one letter. Just one. One We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, we will. And a gentle but friendly reminder that if you are enjoying the RV Miles podcast, would you please do us a huge favor and go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. That just continues to put us in front of new RV Miles listeners, and we are very, very grateful for that. If you have a suggestion for an upcoming episode or a question you would like us to answer, we would very, very much like to hear it. So give us an email at editor at rvmiles.com or come and find us in the RV Miles Facebook group. It is 5,700 of the nicest people you are ever going to interact with in the RV sphere. RV Miles is also all across social media. We're on TikTok, baby. We're on YouTube. We're on, where else are we? I forgot already. Instagram, (laughs) Facebook. I got all messed up because I had to put TikTok in there. 
So please come and join us on one of those platforms. Until next week, a very, very warm and safe and happy holiday to you and your loved ones. We wish you the best in the new year. And until then, please stay healthy, wear that mask, and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. I'm going to go watch this notification I just got on my computer from Netflix. Relive your favorite moments. Watch it again. Fireplace 4K, crackling (laughs) birchwood from Fireplace for your home. That was one of my favorite moments in 2020 when I stared aimlessly at that fireplace. Beautiful. (laughs) Thanks, Netflix. Netflix.